0: Hello friends, welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jansis. We have an amazing guest on today. We have Pat Longo on the show again today. If you don't know, Pat is Teresa Caputo's teacher. She is the person who taught the Long Island medium everything she knows. And Pat has a book out called The Gifts Beneath Your Anxiety. It's a new book that just came out in September 2019, and we're talking about the book. We're talking about really amazing spiritual experiences that have started to happen to Pat. And then over on the Angels and Awakening Podcast Tribe group over on Facebook, that's free. We asked everybody over there, what questions do you have for Pat? What questions do you have about her book? So we asked Pat those questions of yours and she has answers for you today. Friends, the November Reiki certification program that we call the Angel School is sold out. We are having another Angel School where you can become a Reiki certified master teacher and also grow your spiritual gifts, whether that's mediumship, intuition, seeing colors, and so much more. Whatever your spiritual gift is, it does come out through this training program. If you'd like to go through the Angel School certification program, we are hosting it again on January 11th and 12th at the Hilton Doubletree in Lyle, Illinois. We're also offering this for the very first time online in January. We've done some beta tests before this, but we are putting this online So that if you can't travel from a different country or from a different state, you can come in and take this Reiki certification program called the Angel School online. Again, it really helps you to grow your spiritual gifts and get validation that those gifts are real. We also have an e-course this month in November. Today we are starting the e-course. If you want to be part of this to learn how to nurture and develop your personal relationships with your angels, today is the last day that you can register for this class. You can register on my website www.jansis.com when you go to the shop page. Or email me at juliejancis at gmail.com and we can get that registration taken care of for you. Friends, one last thing. I just want to thank you all so much for how much you support me by booking sessions with me. I am so, so, so grateful for your support. My schedule is starting to book out now a month in advance. So if you want to book that session, I just ask that you keep that in mind because I try and get people in if they have an emergency. Sometimes there are people who get a diagnosis and they can't wait months to talk to their loved ones on the other side. So if you need an emergency session, definitely still reach out. But if you can, please try and book that session in advance. Just know that December will tend to book up because it's a month where our heart chakra is really activated and we feel the pain of loss of our loved ones not being with us. And it's a time when people really need those sessions in order to feel that comfort from those loved ones. So if you're looking for a December session, I would book now. So thank you so, so much for considering that and for booking in advance if you can. Okay, without further ado, here is Pat Longo. Pat, thank you so much for being on the show again. I'm so excited to have you here.
1: And I'm excited to be here.
0: Oh, thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about... You've got an event coming up. You're going to be in Chicagoland and then in Wisconsin?
1: Yes. I'm going to be in, uh, at the Wilmet Theater in Evanston, uh, Illinois, and then I'm going to the Ridge Resort in Lake Geneva, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, that event, I believe, is completely sold out. I don't know about the um, theater yet, but... Uh, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, we've got a group going. So if anybody wants to come with us, we are going to the Wilmette Theater next Thursday night, and we're going to see Pat. Pat, what are you going to be talking about that night?
1: What am I going to be talking about? That's a good question. Uh, Probably (laughs) a little bit about the book. I don't really know. You know, we kind of go off the cuff. And um, I have, uh, you know, I'm promoting the book, of course, The Gifts Beneath Your Anxiety, Simple Spiritual Tools to Find Peace, Awaken the Power Within, and Heal Your Life. So that is a a big part of it. I imagine that uh, Jennifer Weigel will ask me a lot of questions about that. And then we have some other silly, crazy stuff going on. And uh, it has to do with something that's been happening to me over the last year that I'm aware of. And I believe you and I discussed it. Did we talk about the shadows that are coming out behind me when I stand against the wall?
0: No, you did not tell me no. about this.
1: Oh, ah, okay. Well, it's kind of, um, hmm, how do I explain it? Last year in June, I was teaching a class. I teach uh, three classes once a month. Um, you know, Wednesday, Thursday morning and Thursday night. So I always stand up and the class and I meditate together and uh, I lead. They follow. Their eyes are closed. So are mine usually. Uh, and what happens to me when I go into a meditative state, and this is going back 25 years, my arms go all the way out to my sides, way back uh, to, to a painful point. And my head goes way back, and I can't bring it forward. It's really difficult. And this is a long time. But who sees me meditate? Nobody. Everybody's eyes are closed. So last June, it was towards the end of class, and I was, you know, we started talking about past lives. Somebody asked a question, and then somebody said something else. And I mentioned something called face changes. I don't know if you're familiar with it. but When I went to classes 25 years ago, and then when I started teaching classes, we did something called face changing. And that means if someone focuses on, let's just say the center of your forehead, they're looking at me, they're focusing and your peripheral vision, it's a way to pick up auras. Okay, it's it's how you see auras. But it's also how you see face changes. Now, It's kind of like the black and white video that Michael Jackson did many years ago and the face just moves very quickly. And we used to do this. I haven't done it in a long time. So the students said, oh, could we do it? And I said, well, we have like 20 minutes left. Okay, I'll be the subject and you guys just move into the center and take a look, soften your eyes and see what you see. Yell out whatever you see, call it out. so of course, I'm sitting quietly behind the table and my face starts to change and I'm hearing, Oh, you know, your face just got younger. You have long golden curly hair. Oh, you have a beard, You're bald. you know, all these things are going on. And yeah. now just so that I throw out there what I believe it is, I believe it's past lives. I believe so, it's the past lives that we've lived. And that's, again, that's just what I believe.
0: So is uh, this can coming I prove it? No. you? Is this coming to you at the same time that they're seeing it or are they just reporting no. to you what they see?
1: They're reporting what they see. Okay. I'm sitting there minding my business with my eyes closed. So and my my hands were crossed, uh, uh like they were um clasped right at my solar plexus. Okay. And um what happened was my hands started to tug and pull, like it does when my hands are gonna go flying out to the sides. So I I knew it was coming. I tried to stop it because I had new people in the class and they weren't familiar. And remember now, usually their eyes are closed. Mm -hmm. So they're looking at me and my hands finally pull apart. I can't stop them. They went all the way out to both sides. My head went back. So I was completely cognizant of what was going on. I just very nicely said, um, just for those of you that aren't familiar with this, When I'm sometimes in a meditation or around a lot of energy, my arms will go out and my head will go back. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Just keep doing what you're doing. So within seconds, I started hearing things like, oh, my God, and holy, you know what? Mm -hmm. And it kept repeating. And now I'm like in a panic. I, I don't open my eyes. I said, what? What's the matter? You know, what do you see? And it seems that wings appeared behind me and completely covered the entire wall. And they were very, very distinct from what they told me. Um, put very specific feathers. They went to the ground. They came out from my waist and spread up and spread down. So this was a little bit surprising. I wasn't expecting it, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they're telling me now, They were. there were people crying. Um, there were people stunned, um, shocked. I could say all kinds of words based on what they told me. Now, one of my siblings, my sister, Eileen was in the room and she said to me after the fact, she said, I wanted to run and get my camera, but I was afraid to miss anything because it (laughs) seems that when I, when I moved, the wings would move in a, like in a different direction. So, um, it was very uh overwhelming would be what I would say. So So
0: what do you make this that, out to be?
1: Well, um hmm, well um, let me just complete it and then I'll give you what my students think and I'm kinda a- agreeing with them at this point. Okay. Uh this I did this again each time I meditated for three months and I allowed the class to watch and see what they saw. And many things manifested on the wall. It was much, much, much more than just the angel wings. I wish I had gotten that on camera because I, was, I did not have that particular night. Mm-hmm. And I have since gotten the wings uh, last month, actually. I did it again this year. I stopped after three months last year not understanding what was happening. I would get many, many arms coming out my sides, uh, up to seven. And um, it's like apparitions all over the wall that are moving, But and I, if I move, they move at a different speed. And um, some people see Jesus, some people see Mary, some people see angels, archangels behind me, stepping into me. Purple coming out of my mouth, colors coming out of my hands, a dove coming out of my chest, you name it, they're seeing it. And I really was not quite sure what to make of it all. And I thought, I I have so many gifted students in my class. I asked them, don't call things out anymore. Let's just be quiet. And I want you to feel it because while I'm doing this, I know what's coming out of my body as far as energy. Mm-hmm. healing amazing mm-hmm. healing and light comes out I can feel it that I always have been able to feel but again I never saw it nobody ever looked at me so how was I to know what was going on so I've had it checked out as far as lighting I've had it I have a couple of professional photographers in my class who say it cannot happen um listen I've looked at all the skeptical sides of it mm-hmm. and uh, It's something that you can't explain. Uh, uh, An electrician and his wife came to see me recently and I showed them a few pictures because now we have videos and pictures of it. And, um, you know, he he got up and showed me a plant on the wall and he explained about the leaves and the shades and, uh, you know, how they show themselves on the wall, why it's darker here, why it's lighter there. And once again, he said to me, this is impossible. I said okay. <laughs> so when I ask my students, "What do you think?" I want you to tap in. I want you to see what you get. I want you to channel, and everybody keeps coming out with that it has to do with faith. It has to do with people who don't believe finding something to believe in. Something this this cannot be explained, mm-hmm. and it's quite amazing to look at. I have hundreds of pictures now. And I, yeah, it is. It is amazing because they're all very different and some look like eagle's wings. The angel wings are very specific. I put it up on Facebook, actually. I put one picture up two weeks ago. I just wanted to see how people felt about it.
0: Yeah.
1: And I put it up and I just said I'm, it was in the middle of a healing meditation when spirit felt I needed a little extra help. And I left it at that. Just to see what I would get, well, you know, I got uh, hundreds and hundreds of people 's comments and shares, and you know all all good, nothing, nothing in a bad way and um, so I stopped doing it now. I did it again for three months this year to see if it was going to change or if anything was different, and uh, different wings, more wings came, more arms came, more movement, many different things. I have a cape and a robe that's behind me. I couldn't even begin to tell you. Uh, You'll you'll have to see it for yourself. So take a peek at my Facebook page, on my public page, and you'll see it. But, um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with it. I've pretty much surrendered and said, if this is supposed to happen in public, and that's what they're telling me, if this is supposed to happen in public, then it's going to happen in public. I don't know when, I don't know where, um, but I'm not going to worry about it. That if is if it's meant yeah it's it is rather incredible, actually. It's taken me a long time to let it sink in,
0: yeah, and
1: to even feel comfortable, sure, exposing okay when it,
0: uh, when it comes to the wings, are they can I ask you a question? Are they longer um and like thinner, or are they
1: uh, more broad, like angel um, They're very broad, but they present themselves in different ways. They move as I move; they change. Okay, so they're very broad. The the one I put up, it's it's unmistakable. Yeah, it's wings coming from my arms. There's a, a kind of like a thing around my head, and they go down to the you know the the robe part tends to go down to the floor. Um, but then when I move my arms, they become. As you just described, um, they'll become thinner, and they will fold down into um, they they kind of like all fold together and come down to my sides. I have feathers. You can actually see feathers between my legs. Very. I'm looking at it.
0: I pulled it up right now on your Instagram page, and I'm looking at it. Um, Okay, so. I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet because I haven't known how comfortable I was getting. She like sharing more of the woo woo that I've come across in my my journey as a healer. But one of the things that I found is that, you know, spirit will take me over to the other side and I'm not – I'm not allowed to see everything on the other side, but they'll show me what they want me to see. And Mm -hmm. there is a realm on the other side of healers that have had incarnations here, like lives here. Lives here on Earth, but they have wings on the other side, and their wings look slightly different where they're just longer and thinner, but they're stunningly gorgeous right um, mm-hmm. I've never worked with fairies before I haven't worked with other realms of different beings, but these are beings that are completely connected to god's energy. they work right with Archangel Michael and some other archangels and They're just healers.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't do what you do. So (laughs) (laughs) it's always nice to get another perspective. I mean, this is very important to me to get people's feedback on this because it put me in in kind of an awkward situation and I can't pretend it's not happening because it's happening for a reason, obviously. Mm-hmm. And as many years as my arms have been going out when I do a healing, when, for instance, in the theater in Wilmette, I stand on the stage. I do this all the time on live streaming and things like that, and my arms automatically go out when I start the meditation. It's interesting, they, they seem to, now that I'm paying attention, I notice that it begins to happen a lot when I start to say the Our Father, Mm-hmm. And, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it happens when I get to the end, more to the grounding part of the end of my meditation. So I don't have a, a rhyme or reason, um, as to when it's going to be. I just know it has always happened whenever I'm in meditation. So I, when I stand on stage and everybody closes their eyes and they begin to play my meditative music, I my arms go out. Nobody's looking. You know, my arms go out. My head goes back, and I walk down the aisle, and I send healing out to all the different rows, and and I come back again. And when when it's finished, it's finished. It it's funny. My arms kind of um, cross my chest when it's finished, but they cross very rapidly. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like somebody snapped a rubber band or cut a rubber band, and they just yeah. go whoop, and they close over. And again, this is as long as I can remember. So it's now taken on a different, listen, I've stood in front of that wall many times and no one's ever said anything. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's here. Yes. So I'm obviously supposed to do something with it. Right. And so I'm just trusting. That's yeah. it. Right now I, I surrendered. I'm in complete and total faith and trust that when it's going to happen, it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I'll deal with it. That's yeah. all, you That's know, perfect. I'll deal with it.
0: You know Pat yep. my listeners are just loving your book. We've got so many people who have read it and we put a question out to them this week of what questions they have for you and we've got a lot of questions. Can we ask okay. you some of those? Feel free. Okay. So I think you described this a little bit in the book but I'm wondering um she writes how to tell if what I am hearing is actually from spirit. Um not from my own mind it's always my own voice when i am meditating sometimes i find myself almost arguing with the voices in my head that doesn't sound crazy at all she writes
1: <laughs> <laughs> well of course that is exactly how it works you hear spirit you hear your guidance system in your own voice and would you be arguing with your own thoughts not likely um it's interesting when people when I explain this to people that come in to see me and they just look at me and they start nodding their head and nodding their head and nodding their head because that is exactly how it happens. And we argue with our guidance. We argue, you know, I, I, let's just say um, everybody, everybody that's listening right now can think about a time when they were on the highway and a parkway and expressway and the traffic's starting to build up and a thought comes through their head, take the next exit. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like it's getting a little milder and they say, ah, I'm going to stick to my course. Mm-hmm. And they turn the bend and they're in a parking lot. It's just dead stop. And now everybody's angry because they didn't listen. to that inner voice that said, get off. Okay. Your guides can see around the corner. We cannot. So they're always trying to give us a thought to push us. And when they repeat the thought over and over again, it's usually because it's a sense of urgency. They really want you to say something, write something down, do something, turn left instead of right, stop, hit the brakes instead of go through the, you know, there's many ways that they, they try to help us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I would tell it, I would tell her to listen carefully to, as long as there's no fear involved. Right. Um, anything, when, when fear comes in, that really has nothing to do with your guidance. They don't give you fear. They only direct you with love, and they do try to help us uh, navigate our lives. That's the whole purpose of having the intuition.
0: Right, right. That's perfect. Our next listener says, how do you know when it's your anxiety because you are intuitive or it's a genetic medical thing? and she's also yeah she's also got a follow up question she says also i'd like to know why my anxiety is more prominent at night
1: okay well i'm going to say her anxiety has nothing to do with medical and has everything to do with spiritual and it is more prominent at night because when we when we're quiet when we lay down and we start to relax and our our brain shuts off from the busyness of the day and the chatter and all the crazies that we go through in today's world. When you lay down and you get quiet, spirit is much more apt to get a hold of you. They want to get your attention. So they come in a little bit closer. You become more aware of it. Uh, There are ways to stop that. I mean, you don't have to be bothered in your own uh, space. It's just, you just have to demand that no one's allowed in your space unless they're from God's light. And even at that point, you're still allowed to demand your own space. Uh, so that would be my answer there. I really, I have tied every case that I have met, every person that's come in here with extreme anxiety, as much as people think it's medical, I'm not finding it to be so. Mm-hmm doesn't mean certain people may not need a little something to help them it doesn't mean that maybe there is you know some mental illness there but if you're technically uh you know a typical person that goes around from day to day and gets through life and then you have anxiety then I I think it's connected to spirit
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'll I'll rest my gavel on that
0: yeah well and it's interesting because it seems like Some people experience this heaviness with the anxiety. Uh, This one woman writes, Each time I experience a breakthrough in my spiritual journey, I experience a very anxious period for several days following. Many times it presents itself as a tightness in my chest. Why is this and what can I do to avoid it? It tends to make the work I'm doing seem much more difficult.
1: Okay. Well, two things there. One of them is the surround ground shield that I have in the book, Mm -hmm. uh, where you, you know, it's your, it's your protection. Okay. I, the tightness in the chest, that feeling of heaviness, again, I attribute it to spirit. And if you are surrounding, grounding and shielding yourself, that shouldn't necessarily happen. Um, The only thing I can say is that you have to try it. You have to put on that vest of armor and keep yourself balanced and grounded during that time frame, maybe a little bit more than usual. And uh, after the breakthrough, I would think it shouldn't happen. And if it does, email me, uh, patlongo1111 at gmail.com, and I'll I'll discuss it with you. But uh, it shouldn't happen. You should be in complete control of your space. Once you know it, once somebody tells you, you should be putting those things into place and not having difficulty.
0: Okay. Have you ever seen people have more trouble with it? Is it just fear coming into them when they are grounding and protecting? They're doing everything that they should be, but they still feel the anxiety. Is there a need to release some fear there?
1: Well, fear is your worst enemy. It will always be your worst enemy. And fear feeds negative energy like a three course meal. So please know that, that there is nothing ever to fear, but fear. Okay. It is the worst problem. So if you stick with your faith, move out of your fear, again, you're going to be cutting things off that are problematic. But... um there was another part to that when you started to ask me, I, I jumped in. What was, what was the beginning of that question? I had another thing to add. Oh, 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 okay. Um, sometimes there are people that have a little bit more trouble grounding. I have a couple of students like that. I've only come across a handful or two, not that many. Um, they really, really, really are so connected, and their mind moves so quickly, they're having a harder time grounding. So in cases like that, I either tell people to zipper up, completely zipper your chakras right from from tailbone, right up and over the top of your head, uh, like an oversized sweatshirt with those hoods, you know, and um also sometimes I will tell them to imagine your chakras sending out beams of white light ahead of you. And hitting everything in let's just say a 30 foot radius all around you, just filling it with light and you're kind of walking in your own light bubble. Okay. So that would be the, I, and I've only pulled that out a few times. Okay. Seems to work.
0: Okay. That's great advice. The next person writes, I'll be in a party or at work and all of a sudden I get a flash of anxiety. Is that me receiving, Is that me receiving information about my current situation?
1: Hmm. She's in a party. Okay. Which means a lot of other people and a lot of other energy. And if she's open and receptive, spirit will know that. And if there's somebody around you uh, that possibly has a relative that's trying to reach out, it might be you that they go to. And you're going to feel that extra anxiety. If it's something to do with your own current situation, unless I knew more about the situation, I can't really answer it.
0: Okay. You know, I had that yesterday uh as we're taping this yesterday was Halloween and it was really snowy here in Chicago. So, we were all inside all these parents, grandparents, you know, hundreds of people just in this gymnasium and I had to get out. I couldn't even be in there anymore because there was just so much energy all at oh, once. No. It was it was way too overwhelming.
1: Yeah. It's it's tough to be in a large crowd when you 're that sensitive, but it really honestly if you if you properly ground yourself and keep yourself covered, you should be okay mm-hmm. i 've seen too many people that couldn 't go into crowds, able to go into crowds now able to go to concerts and and large events that they couldn 't do before uh, after starting putting on the, the vest so mm-hmm. you just got to make sure it 's on. Listen, I have a few people that put on a whole. Whole suit of armor. They don't yeah. just settle for the vest. They put the whole suit of armor on, and if you got to do that, it's only a, another thought.
0: Right, right.
1: You say snow.
0: Yes, we, (laughs) well, it was so funny because the family, we went out trick-or-treating with one of the girls dressed as the Easter bunny and uh, it was snowing, um, (laughs) like there was three inches on the ground. So I wrote on Facebook, uh, trick-or-treating on Halloween with the Easter bunny on what looks like Christmas.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm going there next week. Snow, you're telling me, I guess I better be prepared.
0: Bring your jacket.
1: I wasn't thinking snow. I was not. I'm glad we had this conversation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was not thinking snow. Okay, what else you got for me?
0: Okay, how do you discern what voices in your head are your ego subconscious versus your higher self, your intuition and spirit?
1: All right, well, again, um, ego is many things. Okay, to me, ego is not boastfulness or pridefulness. Right. Ego is anything that's not godlike. So that's fear, that's doubt, that's worry, that's jealousy, that's anger, that's blame. There's so many insecurity. That's all ego self. And um, if any of that is attached to it, that's how you would know that it's your ego. You have to watch, too, when you open up. All of this to not be saying I, I, I or me, me, me. Um, All of this, everything that you do, all the channeling, whether you're a healer, whether you're a psychic, whether you're a medium, everything comes from above, all right, or around us. I I don't know that any of us can be sure of where it comes from. So I, I believe heaven is three feet off the ground and we're in it all the time. We're kind of all working together at the same time. So um, just understand it doesn't come from you. So if you think it's coming from you, then your ego is involved. That's probably the only way I get it's the way I caught myself always in the very beginning when I started to heal. I would say to people, don't thank me. Thank God. Don't thank me. Thank God. I, I said it all the time so that I would remain humble. Mm -hmm. I had to remind myself it wasn't for the people it was for me to remember that it wasn't coming from me it was coming through me I don't know if I answered that question but I went off on a tangent
0: you know and you brought up something really interesting that I channeled out yesterday as I was writing they have me doing more writing for these um, classes that I'm putting together Mm -hmm. and Uh, they were talking about separateness, how we feel we're so separate from heaven, that heaven is like in this far off galaxy that is nowhere near close to us, right? But Mm -hmm. they said if if God is everyone and everything, we're in the middle of it. We are sitting in the middle of it.
1: Well, that's exactly what I believe. I have always, when someone asks me, I'll just put my hand out, and say, oh, it's about three feet off the floor. <laughs> we're 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 right and and again, I don't I don't know where these things come from. From you know, obviously I channel and I don't even know I channel. That's what, why it's so subtle. That's why people are, are trying so hard to figure out what the voice is. I don't try to think about the voice. I just go with whatever pops into my head and i've done that for so long i guess i'm just it's just part of who i am at this point mm-hmm. but i've always thrown that out there and said they're interacting with us all at the same time right. how else could people see them and feel them the way that they do unless it's right here right so um, i'm i'm in agreement okay. with your uh, your guides over there
0: yay this next person writes do you personally, Pat, have a routine for how you work with your spirits, angels, and loved ones every day?
1: Hmm. Do I have a routine? Um, I have a routine when I do healing. Um, I start my day on a run, usually. <laughs> I'm moving very quickly, so I don't stop to do much of anything except get ready for that first client to come through Mm -hmm. but when I begin to do a healing the first thing that I do then that's when I ground surround and shield right then and there I put my hands on their shoulders and I connect with their energy and I completely ask God to fill me and surround me with his white light and protection I ask mother earth to send grounding through my feet and out my hands I ask uh, I ask God to heal the soul and spirit of the person in front of me, and uh, the rest the rest just goes from there.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: And I do that with every single client.
0: Nice, yeah, that's perfect. There's some uh, of the listeners that have been reaching out, and they have different physical symptoms that they've been getting. Um, there are some people, so I guess these are two different topics to cover. But mm-hmm. some people are hearing buzzing in their ear a lot and they're going through a spiritual awakening. They're actually learning how to bring through messages. Other people are hearing like a voice say their name when they wake up. Have you heard of these things before? What's going on there? Yes.
1: Yes. Well, the buzzing or high pitch sounds or ringing, even tunnel sounds like you you went in a tunnel or you went underwater. These are all common with every student and client that I have, and there's also the other one, the one that's like a muffled chatter. Um, you're in bed and it sounds like there's a party going on in the next room and you weren't invited. Can't make it out, but there's like a lot of muffled chatter in your ear. So all of that is all part of the awakening. It's all part of your angels and your guides and loved ones trying to get your attention. As far as, uh, and I'll, I'll take it one step further uh, before I answer the second part is what i call a psychic rap or it's called a psychic rap where you hear three um three bangs you know three knocks uh it can be uh, and very rapid usually loud i've had it happen twice to me in in the beginning of my journey and i was sleeping upstairs and it was actually outside on the wall of my house and i'm on the second floor and it was boom 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 and then the next time it happened it was right on my waterbed by my feet And uh, I had a full motion waterbed and the waterbed did not move, but it woke me up and got my attention because it was right at my feet and it was bang, bang, bang. Uh, So again, that is also something that people shouldn't be frightened of. It's just kind of like, this is your wake up call, wake up. We're trying to get your attention. Um, And now I talk so much, you're going to have to repeat the question because there's the (laughs) other part I want to answer.
0: So that was the buzzing in the ears and you know that person also asked when it comes to the buzzing hearing that buzzing she wrote when i have the buzzing in my ears how do i know what to focus on it seems like she can't focus on anything else except hearing that noise
1: okay so many people think they have tinnitus and uh, they go to the doctor and you know if i ask my students to raise their hands if they have this stuff going on everybody's hands in the air mm-hmm. so she Certainly not alone with it, but what to focus on. First of all, if it's that, um, I'm going to say annoying or distracting, you can ask them to back it up a little, to quiet it down. And uh, they tend to listen. You see, Pay attention to what's going on around you at that time or what your topic is, what you were thinking about, or maybe what your concerns are when the, when the buzzing begins. And... Um, you know, maybe they're trying to give you a little insight into that, but you have to ask them to quiet it down a little. Tell them you're open to listening, or maybe that would be a good time to light a white candle and pick up a pen and uh, try to get a little automatic writing out. You might get more of a message that way.
0: What about the person who was talking about, I've actually had this reported a lot to me that people will be in that grogginess of first waking up in the morning, and they will hear their name called.
1: Oh, yes, the name. Yes, that was the second part. That's what I was waiting for. Um, well, you know what? It, it, it happens a lot, and it, it isn't just when you open your eyes in morning and you're groggy. It happens. I ask people this a lot: Do you hear your voice, your name being called out, and nobody called it? Um, so many people respond yes to that, where the, you know they've yelled down to their mom or their dad or their husband or their wife. Uh, did you call me you know and and no no I didn't but yet you swear you heard your name and then other times you're alone you're by yourself and you hear somebody calling your name so it is again it's it's loved ones or guides trying to get your attention it's nothing to be frightened of okay. I, I these days I hear myself I'm talking when I'm waking up now and I'm actually speaking right from the dream or the um Whatever's going on in my subconscious is actually coming out of I hear myself speaking now. Um that this is something very new, but it's been going on for a couple of months. So I don't even know what that is yet. But I I I'm one of these people that show up in a lot of people's dreams and they're forever telling me that I'm in different parts of the country doing healing on them. And I'm gonna assume that they're correct. I don't remember anything about it. I certainly am doing all sorts of things in my sleep.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that because that's more astral travel, right?
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just totally not aware of it. Yeah. I have a lot of great astral travelers in my classes. I mean, they could write books on it. They They're amazing. I have no recollection of anything like that, but I keep being told for years now. Mm -hmm. that I'm in people's rooms, that they open their eyes and I'm standing there or I'm doing a healing. I have no idea. Yeah. And uh, I can only believe what they tell me. But, you know, from my standpoint, I'm not aware of it.
0: Okay, the next question is, I haven't seen any images when I meditate. I just see black. I want to know how to let the voices from the other side come through more. How do I know when they are coming through to talk to me? Do I have to meditate every day to be able to hear them?
1: Well, I don't think you have to. It's a good way to get started. Um, Meditation really is, you know, listening uh, to God. Prayer is talking. Meditation is listening. And when you're able to quiet your mind and quiet the chatter and the busyness, oftentimes impressions will come in. So now what I want to say is that, You don't have to have visuals. People are looking for things that they're not going to find. There are people who are particularly visual, but most of us are not. So if you think about it this way, it's about your thoughts. It's not about what you're physically seeing. If I told everybody right now that's listening to close their eyes and imagine an apple, they'd be able to imagine an apple. That doesn't mean they're going to see a a clear red apple, but they know what a red apple looks like, okay? If I said close your eyes and go to your favorite beach, you'd be able to imagine it. Imagination is the bridge to spirit. Mm -hmm. So if you just go with what pops into your head, that's how they're trying to communicate with you.
0: Did, did something happen? Oh, sorry. No, I was just wondering, you know, what spirit shows me is that somewhere along the way, human beings, adult human beings, really dis- became dismissive of the word imagination because it is associated with children and this idea of not being real. Was the word third eye created just to alleviate that problem? Because I see the third eye as being the imagination.
1: Well, I see the third eye. I have seen the third eye. And my clients, a good portion of them actually see their third eye when I'm working on them. So the third eye is there. Whoever brought it up, brought it into, you know, the English language or uh, spirituality, that third eye does exist because I've actually seen it and it looks like it's looking right back at you. And sometimes when I'm working with people, it will be wide open. Other times it will be closed. They can see the eyelashes and everything. And other times it's blinking. Okay. So I just feel they're all different stages of when that third eye opens. Um, you know, I'm not a visual person, but The way that I try to explain it to my students is what I said a few minutes ago that if you just trust what's running through your head, the thoughts that come from out of nowhere and just go with the thought and let your mouth move, usually a message is given. Mm -hmm. And the more you stress and struggle over it, the harder it becomes It's really a lot simpler than people think.
0: Yeah.
1: So picture me sitting in a room talking to one of my clients. Now, I just sound like I'm talking just like I'm talking to you now. But a story pops into my head, a memory or an experience that I have experienced, whether it was me or whether it was a client I was working with or a family member. And all of a sudden, I feel the need to just tell that story. Mm-hmm. And that's the story that makes the most sense to the person sitting in front of me.
0: Totally. I don't know
1: that one in. I just trust it.
0: Right. and And I remember we talked about this in the last podcast, but for anybody who hasn't heard that one, we talked about how there can't be one dictionary of terms of how the other side comes through and conveys messages because the dictionary is associated with the individual who's bringing through the messages and my past experiences or library of experiences and how I perceive those experiences, how I thought about them is different from you and different from everybody else. So um, for example, like I was doing a party, at a boutique last week and there's this one woman and they kept showing me Disney, like the Disney hats with the big Mickey ears. Mm -hmm. And so I said, are you guys, did you go on a big vacation? You know, like what is this vacation? Cause they keep showing me Disney and um, she's like, we're going to Disney next week, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And so they just, I didn't know if it was a vacation. I didn't know if it was actually Disney. All I have to say is what they're showing me.
1: Exactly. And and it's it's your frame of reference, it's your library and everybody's got their own as you said. That's the way it works. And if we if we just go with what we know, it's not you know, reading people is interpretation. And the person that has to place that interpretation is the person who's sitting in front of you. Mm-hmm. Our job is to do the best we can with the interpretation that we have that we know in our experience and then they're they're the ones that place it. What I do is teach people to expand their library, to expand their interpretation so that it goes a little bit further Mm -hmm. outside the box than just the cut and dry thing that you think it is. All right, so here's here's an example. Um, Long time ago, a friend of mine was doing a reading and we were pretty new at it. It was about 25 years ago. And we would talk about it a lot and try to figure it all out. We, we just talked every single day. And she's doing a reading and she sees her eight-year-old son in his baseball uniform. And so she uses that information to say to the person in front of her that their son plays baseball. And the woman kept saying no. And yet she kept seeing her son in his baseball uniform. He wasn't in his street clothes. He was in his uniform. And and now I say seeing, I'm I she happened to be very visual, but I'm gonna use that term loosely. She, let's say she was having a thought of her son in his baseball uniform. Mm-hmm. So she called me afterward and said, Listen, I you know, I was so sure of my sign, of my symbol. And I said the mistake you made was not expanding it and saying, Your son is a very or your child your child is a really good athlete because her son was an all-star baseball player. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean baseball. It could mean soccer. It could mean tennis. It could mean wrestling, any sport. It just so happens that that child was a really good athlete. And that's what you're supposed to be putting across to the client in front of you. You go a little bit outside the box with your interpretation. Mm -hmm. Get it?
0: Got it. That's perfect. So the next person is talking about the fear she's having and bringing through messages and, and really more for herself that she doesn't get messages as clearly for herself, she says, as she gets for other people. And she wrote, should she use a pendulum to help? Should she use tarot cards? I encourage people to do automatic writing for themselves to connect mm-hmm. with their team. What do you recommend?
1: Well, um, I send a lot of people to the pen. I think it's a great idea, but I do feel, you know, you also have to remember who you're calling in. Same thing applies with a pendulum. You know, I used pendulums years ago. I have a few. They're in storage right now. I love them, but I have, I'm kind of in transit, and I haven't seen them in a while. But pendulums and automatic writing, everything without protection can call in something you don't want. You always have to be very sure that you ask for the, for the highest of God's light when you write or when you use a pendulum. You don't want to bring in something, anything. There's so much spirit out there, good, bad, and indifferent. You always want to make sure that you're asking for God's highest light. That's the, the best that I can tell you. I don't, it doesn't matter to me what you use. Uh, Tarot cards are, um, they're tools, they're tools. If you know your cards and you, and you allow, you put the cards out and you're doing something for yourself, um, you can either, listen, most people use the cards as a tool and they're using their intuition and they're, I've used cards myself just for myself, for nobody else. And I study the cards and there's so much to be found in the cards but it's, it's interpretation. Just like you said, originally, it's about interpretation, how you choose to interpret that card. And now people use angel cards a lot. And there's so many different decks. You could, I have an app on my phone. <laughs> I just, I hit the app and I do a quick reading on myself. And it's, uh, you know, I flip through the cards really quick with my finger. I have my eyes closed. I hit, hit on the card and it it tells me exactly what I need to know. You've just got to keep your own head out of it.
0: Gotcha. I love that. Um, well, yeah, and, and it really is that simple, like we were talking about before, to bring through messages. I think people make it out to be this bigger thing than it really is. When I bring through messages and when I teach my students to, what I tell them is get out of your own way. All you're mm-hmm. responsible for is, sharing with the person in front of you, what you're seeing, hearing, or feeling. That's, That's it. Right.
1: Listen, somebody just told this to me recently, and I don't mean to cut you off, but no? it, you said it, and I forget it. Um, somebody said it to me, and she was in my class. and She said, if you're thinking, you're not linking. Mm. So that is the truth. If you're thinking, if you're putting your own thoughts into a situation you're not linking with your guidance. You, yeah. need, you need to yeah. just let it come through and let your mouth move. Got it, yeah. Pour your fingers on, on the paper. I love automatic writing, it's amazing. But I do take people's pens away from them at some point in time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I only let them do it long enough till they recognize and realize they're actually taking dictation. Right. They don't need the pen.
0: Yeah, Right. That's perfect. I love that. That's a great saying.
1: Linking, not thinking. I like it.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. This next person, um, she says, I love your book. Thank you so much for all the work that you've been doing. I have a question about animals who pass away. Can they become a guardian of some sort or a guardian angel that surrounds us?
1: Hmm. I don't know if I can answer that, but what I can say is that they're certainly around us and um, they do communicate through a lot of the mediums that I work with. And I mean, I love people that just do animal communication, but any medium can communicate with an animal. Um, Can they be our guides? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. It's come up before. Um, I've heard yes. I've heard no. I can't really swear to it. I know my dog on the other side is, uh, he's around a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, he's not a he, he's a she. I have a he now. Um, I, I wouldn't want her to get upset. I'm calling her a he. Um, I had an English mastiff, 170 pounds, and, uh, people have seen her in my home and people have read to me that she's on the other side with my husband and with my grandson. And, uh, you know, but I I don't actually know if they, I know they love us. I know they walk around. I know you can, I had a young lady who could hear her dog that passed, hear his nails on the floor and his breath on her hand. Uh, do they still look out for us? I think so, yeah. but I don't know in what capacity.
0: Right, right. No, that's perfect.
1: You think everything I say is perfect.
0: <laughs> I do. I love it. I love your work, Pat.
1: I'm the first one to tell the world I don't know everything. I just do the best that I can.
0: I think that's wonderful because I think that there are some people out there who feel like we're supposed to know everything and we can't.
1: Oh, heck no. No. (laughs) Not happening. Mm -mm. Not happening. We still learn when we get to the other side. That I do know. There's a lot more. And I've learned most of that really through um, doing past life regressions. and. you know, putting people on hypnosis and getting such amazing feedback from guides and angels and loved ones. So, you know, we keep learning. We're always, always learning. And then we come back and we learn some more.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, last question. This person writes, is there something that I can do to increase the frequency that I, or Increase the frequency or the volume at which I'm hearing spirit.
1: Increase the frequency or volume. Okay. So she wants to hear them a little louder. Um, And the frequency, practice, practice. Um, When I work with people online or, you know, on the phone with clients from different states and countries, um, I tell them they have to come up with a practice venue of some kind. Uh, You can always start with your family if your family's open to it. You need to get validations. You need to do it more often. Um, Sometimes I'll tell people, get two people that you know, that you know you trust and they know what you do or what you're interested in, and ask them to get two strangers each. And then you have six people in a room, and then one by one, you could take them aside for 10 minutes and see how you do. Ask your guides to come through. Ask your guides for clarity. Ask them for speed. Ask them to raise the volume. Just like I said before, lowering the volume of the buzzing. Will you ask them to raise the volume a little bit? Your guides are there for you. They are there to help you serve. That's what they're there for. They're there to help us. So if you don't ask them, you don't get. So that's what I would suggest. Ask, ask for, you know, more speed. I used to do this with Teresa Caputo. I'd sit out in the car with her before we'd go into the house, and I'd meditate her, and I'd say, okay, now, ask your guides for speed, for accuracy, for clarity, and for messages of healing. And that's Ooh. what we did every single time. That's every awesome. single time.
0: Maybe on so the next I put it
1: in the book. That.
0: Maybe on the next episode, could we do one of those meditations? Sure. Okay.
1: Sure, sure, sure. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put you to sleep. That's okay. I tend, I tend to do that to people. Um, I did hypnosis once. And when I go into meditative voice, it's very different than my regular voice. And uh, even when I do hypnosis, I have a different voice. And I remember filming, we were doing a, a past life regression with Teresa. And I warned the cameraman. I said, if you come in the room and you're going to be recording this, you are going to, you, you're going to go out or you're going to go right into hypnosis. I can't be responsible for more than one person in the room. And, uh, and the one fella, he started to get all kinds of days. He had to put headphones on. So I just warn you in advance. What, and anybody was that, that for my, her show? Book, Yes, I oh, yeah. was for the show. You know, yes. sorry. Anybody I, I, that.
0: Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: I just want to say anybody that buys the Audible book, please don't do it in the car when I do meditations because I drop into meditation voice and you'll be very spacey uh, driving. So I do not encourage that. No yes. meditations in cars.
0: Oh, what episode No, that that's wonderful information. Yeah, because you don't want to be in that meditative state if you're operating machinery or a car. Um mm-hmm. don't wanna put anybody in harm's way. But uh we stopped having pay episode, cable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you wanna know what episode that was? Is that what you were yeah. asking me about the um it was in I don't know what episode it was. I know it was in season two. Okay. And if any if you looked it up on the computer, it would just be, you know, uh, I guess pat longo past life regression or Teresa past life regression that would be the f- best way to find it, but it is there
0: that's amazing we um we've only got like Netflix like for the last eight years, so we don't <laughs> we don't watch that much t v anymore
1: <laughs> You could do it on the computer
0: yeah I'll look it up. Oh, that's wonderful. Yay. Pat, thank you so much for your time. Uh, tell us again, where can people find you if they want to get tickets to the Will Met Show on Thursday, November 7th, or to um, the event that you're at
1: on November 8th and 9th? Okay. Well, the event that I'm at on November 8th and 9th, well, it's actually the 9th. I'm there the weekend, but i they have my schedule so... Whoop. Um, I'm I'm turning on my computer so I can tell you the actual address. Uh, The the Wilmette Theater uh, is actually in Wilmette. I was saying it was in Evanston, but that's where I'm going to be staying. It's in Wilmette. All right. So it says Conversations with Weigel. It's 7 p.m. at the Wilmette, W-I-L-M-E-T-T-E Theater, 1122. What a great number. 1122 Central Avenue, Wilmette, Illinois. So that's where we will be. And it is a theater. I don't know how many people it holds, uh, hopefully enough. And uh, All Souls Weekend is at the Ridge Resort in Lake Geneva. And um, that's on November 9th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah, this is
0: all on your website. What is your website address?
1: Yes, it's patlongo.net very Perfect. simple.
0: Awesome. And if you want to check out that picture of Pat go on over to Instagram and follow her.
1: Yeah, I forgot I put it on Instagram. I did. I put it on Instagram and Facebook and it's right there. I just pulled it up myself. There I am.
0: Yeah. If you want to follow Pat, her name on Instagram is patlongo1111. Thank you so much, Pat. I can't tell you how much of a pleasure it is to have you on the show. You're always welcome
1: you are welcome. It's fun. It's great talking to you. And I love that you have all these questions because it makes it that much more exciting. I can talk more.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) if anybody else has questions for Pat, go on over to our Facebook group, Angels and Awakening Podcast Tribe. You can ask them there and we'll be sure to present your questions to Pat the next time we talk to her.
1: Okay. Perfect. Thank you, my friend. And uh, we'll talk again soon. You too.
0: Friends, I don't ask you to support this podcast with a membership program or with Patreon. What I ask is that if this podcast resonates with you, if having an angel reading is something that you feel called to do, please go online and book an appointment with me. I offer 25 and 55 minute angel message readings. If that is something that you feel called to do with me, that's actually how I keep this podcast going is you booking those sessions. So thank you so, so much for continuing to do that. You can book your reading on my website, www.jansis.com. That's my last name.com. I've also got the angel school coming back up. If the angel school is something that you've been interested in doing, in learning how to bring through messages from loved ones and angels on the other side, and learning Reiki energy healing simultaneously at the same time, it'll be held at the Hilton Doubletree Hotel in Lyle, Illinois. Friends, if you could be an angel, please write a five-star review or just click five stars on this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, um, but when you do review us, you leave a positive five star review. We enter you into a monthly drawing to win a free session with me. We're also going to be giving away 15 more free sessions in November. It's all offered to those who are in the drawing. So you get entered into the drawing for every time you write a review. You can write one on iTunes. On Google, when you look up my name, Julie Jancis, you can also write one on our Facebook page. You can find us over there by typing in at angel podcast. That's the at sign angel podcast. Friends, last but not least, if you have an angel story that you'd like to share, we would love to hear it. We are looking for your angel stories for you to either come on the podcast and share your story yourself. Or for you to write us your story. If you don't want to read it, we would be happy to read it for you right here on the show. My friends, thank you so, so much for being here today. I want you to take a moment to just open up your heart. I want you to feel that energy surrounding your heart chakra. I want you to feel it opening and getting lighter. You could even see it as French drawers opening within your heart, and you allowing love, peace, bliss, ease, grace, all to flow in to your being. I want you to know, my friends, that every single one of you has angels, guides, and loved ones on the other side, who are cheering for you, who are rooting for you, who want nothing more than for you to be loved, for you to succeed, and for you to see your dreams come true here on earth. Are you talking to them? Are you spending time with them? Are you making time within your life to be still, to be quiet, and to listen to what your angels, guides, and loved ones are telling you? They're talking to you all the time. They just talk to us differently. It might not sound like their voice. It sounds like your own internal dialogue. It is your intuition. Your intuition is the tool that they use to communicate with you. So take some time to be silent, to be still, and to listen to the messages that they're trying to bring through to you right now. It's never negative. It's always positive. That's how you know it's them. And don't forget to ask them for help. The more that we ask our spirit team for help, the more that they can do for us. So get up in the morning and ask them to help you throughout your day. You can say that little prayer while you're getting ready for work, while you're getting ready for school. You just incorporate it into your daily routine. My friends, that is how you open up your heart to all of the unexpected blessings that your team is trying to bring into your life right now. Watch out for the signs because they're also bringing you those. Friends, I love you so much. They love you so much. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. I feel so blessed to have you in my life. And I feel so blessed to be a tool that God can work through. Because believe me, friends, none of this is me. It is all spirit. I love you so much. They love you. Have a beautiful, wonderful, fantastic, incredible week. Make it a great week. Until next time, sending you peace, bliss, and many, many blessings.